One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. Yeah. Sooner or later, the people in this country are going to realize the government does not give a fuck about them. Government doesn't care about you or your children or your rights or your welfare or your safety. It simply doesn't give a fuck about you. It's interested in its own power. That's the only thing, keeping it and expanding it wherever possible. Personally, when it comes to rights, I think one of two things is true. I think either we have unlimited rights or we have no rights at all. Personally, I lean toward unlimited rights. I feel, for instance, I have the right to do anything I please. But if I do something you don't like, I think you have the right to kill me. So where are you going to find a fairer fucking deal than that? So the next time some asshole says to you, I have a right to my opinion, you say, oh yeah, well I have a right to my opinion, and my opinion is you have no right to your opinion. Then shoot the fuck and walk away. Makeshift Mike, how did you come up with that nickname, dude? Uh, I used to be in a band called Makeshift, actually. Oh, there so you go. It just kind of stuck with me after that. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm going to keep that. <laughs> I figured maybe you got that nickname on the road or something. No. Oh. No, I haven't had to uh, makeshift any anything yet, but hopefully yeah. not either in the future. <laughs> yeah. You guys are all up in L.A.? Yeah, we're in Los Angeles right now and kind of just... Hanging out while everything's going on. How, yeah, I mean, crazy year for sure. Everything shut down up there too, I would assume, right? All the bars and venues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, Garcetti's been doing, uh, having the lockdown pretty serious. And I mean, I get it. I, I understand. It just sucks for the venues because it's a lot of good venues that we don't want to see go under. It's a really scary time for all the owners and everybody who, who, relies on music and stuff like that you know for sure this is brutal for the scene uh garcetti <laughs> the most recent thing i heard about la is that garcetti ordered so if you're having like a large house party he's saying that he can shut the the lights and and the the water off is that right yes right to jail right away so do you think that's more of just a, a sort of a scare tactic or do you know anyone that that has actually happened to I don't know anybody, but I, I'm sure it's a scare tactic for the most part. Right. But, I mean, you get some crazy parties out here, too. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've read something about people trying to rent out warehouses and having parties in the warehouses, even though all this is going on. So I think that might be more geared towards that, to where they know there's a big party going on, and they'll just shut it down and be like, okay, time to go home. That's what I figure, more so than like a small house party you know so yeah I, no i don't think it's going to be a small house but it's, it's got to be like these huge like backyard shows that or, or warehouse shows that have been going on it sucks that it has to come to this but uh it's crazy times yeah. dude yeah 2020 is nuts um have you played down here in san diego oh yeah we played san diego a couple times uh we played uh house of blues actually dope uh, the Voodoo Room a couple times, and yeah. then we played um, Tower Bar. Oh, yeah. We played uh, in Imperial Beach, uh, salty, salty, frog. salty Fish. Salty, salty Frog. frog yeah. That's the one that closed. That closed before COVID. Oh, it did. Yep. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was down there in IB. So that's cool. You guys get down yep. here. Uh, how would you compare the two scenes, San Diego and LA? 
San Diego has a lot of loyal loyal people out there. I know there's a couple people that I met through. Uh, so we were at me and my drummer went to a show in San Diego at the Soda Bar with the Copyrights and Teenage Bottle Rocket. There you go. And they had two opening bands, which is Sick Waiting and Western Settings. Yeah. And the local people were there the whole time. I dug both those bands a lot. Yeah. So I was talking to some of the people who were out there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we went to go play San Diego, a bunch of them showed up. It was pretty cool. That's right. And it's funny because every once in a while I'll go to a punk show in uh, in San Diego and I'll know like a lot of the people there. And it's not like that in L.A. It's pretty crazy. Hell yeah, dude. I'm sure you spoke to uh, Will uh, Castro. Uh, he's got uh, La Escalera Records. He's the uh, guitar player. I know of Escalera Records, but I haven't actually talked to him. I'd love to. I know he does a lot of awesome stuff, but I haven't actually talked to him. I've talked to... One of my buddies down there is Kevin White. He does a bunch of yeah. acoustic shows, and he set us up an acoustic show one time where we played with Jared and Ricky from Sick Waiting in Western Setting. So that was cool. It was a good time. Nice, dude. Yeah, you guys would fit right in uh, down here. I mean, you, you do fit right in. You have a great sound. And come to find out, you're recording these songs at the Blasting Room, bro. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I've got to hear all about that, man. Like, I've considered going there in the past, but I never made the trip. How was that for you guys? It's amazing. The first time we went out, we went in... It was 2014 when we recorded, so it had to be October. Was that for the Go Back to the 90s album? That was for Go Back to the 90s, So that was all recorded there? Okay. Oh, no, it was in January. I'm sorry. It was in January, and then October was when we recorded the last stuff. So it was January 2015. Okay. Uh, But yeah, the blasting was great, man. We first went out there. It was snowing, so we got the whole experience, and... The guy we worked with, Andrew Berlin, just the coolest, I mean, the coolest dude you're ever going to meet. We love the guy. He helped us out with background vocals and ideas Uh for, you know, guitars to throw in there. But the craziest part about the first thing, or the the first album, was that when we went there, we had a timeline to do 10 songs in three days. 10 songs, three days. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So we went in there and they were like, they were like, yeah, there's no way that's going to happen. But we, we pulled it off. We got the drums all in one day. We got bass and part of the vocals the second day and then guitars and the rest of the vocals the next day. So obviously we had to do for more uh, time for mixing and mastering and all that stuff. But we were able to record that whole 10-song album in three days of just straight work. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. How many hours per day? It was probably like 10 to 12. Yeah. Yeah, for listeners that aren't aware of uh, The Blasting Room in Fort Collins, that's owned by Bill Stevenson, uh, of course, the drummer of The Descendants, and a couple others, right? Jason Livermore does, uh, does all the mastering, and he does mixing and stuff there, too. But he and uh, Bill own the studio together. Did you run into them when you went out there, Jason and Bill? We haven't met Bill, but uh, Jason actually mastered our first uh, Go Back to the 90s. So he was super cool. He's a really awesome dude, too. Awesome, man. But we wanted to get to be able to work with everybody but obviously right now we're diy so it's basically out of our pockets so we stick with andrew for the most part that's so rad man i'm I'm so i'm totally envious i mean i know rise against records all of their stuff out there and they're they're just one of my favorites i mean i i seriously don't think punk rock gets better than rise against that's just my personal opinion yeah it's crazy looking at some of the stuff that come out of there i had no idea and especially the extensive work that has been mastered there as far as jason goes like Sink or Swim by the Gaslight Anthem was mastered by Jason. And if you're scared of the future tonight, we'll just take it each hour one at a time. Atari's Blue Skies, uh, Broken Hearts Next 13 Exits was mastered by him as well. That's one thing that I learned. 
my enemies are just as close to me. I think Let's Talk About Feelings by Lagwagon was mixed by him. There's a bunch of other just albums that went through there. Teenage Bottle Rockets done pretty much all of their stuff there. Yeah. Wilhelm Scream's done a couple albums there. Obviously, Rise Against. Alkaline Trio's My Shame is True was done there. So you get to go in there, and then there's a bunch of stuff from all the bands just hanging everywhere. And it's like, wow, like this is awesome. So cool. Yeah, such a history there, man. We actually went into the Blaster Room the week after Teenage Bottle Rocket finished recording uh, Tales from Wyoming. Nice. So we went in there, and there was still some booze left in the freezer, <laughs> and we drank it. So when me and Mike went to that show I was talking about, we met up with them after the show. Like, hey, what's up, man? We drank your whiskey at the Blast Room. And they're like, oh, shit, that's cool. Yes, that's <laughs> rad. A new single out, When We Were Young, was that tracked at uh, the Blasting Room as well? Yeah, that was. we went back in 2000, and I believe it was 18. We had some stuff that we wanted to get worked out, and uh, it just took a while to release. We had a couple leads on things that didn't really pan out, so we've just decided to start doing it on our own again like we did with Go Back to the 90s. Awesome. Incredible recording. Oh, I mean, it, it really does stand out. As soon as I heard it, I think I reached out to you. I texted you or, or Facebook message like, where'd you guys record this, dude? You really can tell. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's what we say at the end of the day, too. Because, okay, you might spend a little extra money, but the quality alone is worth it. How booked up is the Blasting Room? How long did you guys have to wait to get in there? We like to book a couple months in advance just so we can be ready ourselves. I think you do, You probably need maybe two, three months advance. Just, yeah. But, I mean, it really depends on what's going on. I'm sure they're going to be booked up after all this is over. Right. Is it by the hour or is it by the session or how does that work? Flat rate, I believe. We paid for the studio room and then we paid for Andrew's services as well. Awesome. Well worth it. Yeah, and you, you mentioned that Andrew sort of act as a – a producer, you know, he, he wore the producer hat, which is probably helpful, right? Given that you guys are a three-piece. Oh, yeah. It helped out a lot. Like the very first time the album, just the ideas that he put into it translated into the newer songs. Like you can tell the difference between what's on Go Back to the 90s and then Bones and When We Are Young with the other two songs that we've done there. Yeah. And just the backup vocals, the guitar layering, all of that came from his initial idea of, hey, maybe we should do this. Hey, maybe we should do this. And it just feels like he understood exactly what we were looking for, like was able to go into our brains and say, ah, I see what you want to do, but here's how you do it. Yeah, true professionals, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, an old band of mine, can, we almost recorded there. We had the plans and we were, I, I spoke to Bill Stevenson on the phone and I was all excited. And then the singer turned into a douchebag and we, we kind of we split up. So <laughs> Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, but uh, a legendary studio and uh, check out the Blasting Room for any bands out there that want to really step up their recording to the next level. And just a legendary experience, I would assume, right? Just walking in there and seeing all the, oh, absolutely. Yeah, seeing everything on the walls. Seeing everything on the walls, and they have the option of being able to stay there so you don't have to get a hotel as well. So we slept in there. I'm sure... 
countless things have happened there, which is awesome. But <laughs> we spent most of the time not recording, drinking, and hanging out. So rock star experience, right? <laughs> drinking all of Teenage Bottle Rocket supplies. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> what was left anyway? When We Were Young, dude. Great song. I've, I've been rocking out your whole library and, uh, you know, legit one of my favorite songs by you guys. Well done. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Are you the songwriter? Yeah. And uh, that it's funny because some of the songs will come super quick. And, but When We Were Young, I mean, we've had the, the skeleton, the bones, if you will, of that song yeah. for years before i was able to finish the lyrics but then one day it just clicked and i was like cool it's done let's do this it always seems like that happens huh like the good songs just kind of flow out and then something will click yeah it's it's a trip man i don't know (laughs) there was another song that we haven't released yet that we've been working on trying to tweak and fix but that one i wrote the lyrics in like less than a week and i love it it's so good but then when we're young takes over a year to write the lyrics and i'm just like but why though (laughs) no it's really good it's uh i always compare bands you know i'm guilty of of being the guy that like who do they sound like and i'm kind of getting like a (laughs) uh i saw your mxpx cover that i really liked uh responsibility and i was kind of getting that vibe a little bit harder i would say than mxpx and then also um a little alkaline trio in there i'm hearing Oh, yeah. No, Alkaline Trio is definitely one of the big ones. MXPX is something more recent for myself, but Mike and Joey have been listening to them forever. They were the ones who uh, were like, hey, we got to do responsibility. It would just, it would rock. And it's so much fun to play live. Responsibility, what's that? Responsibility, not quite yet. It does rock. I love it. You guys do a couple covers. Um, Don't do me like that. Killing it, dude. Tom Petty. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that one came out really good, too. I mean, originally we wanted to release that as like a tribute to him, but it didn't work out. So we sat on it for a while. And, you know, we've just been trying to push something to let people know, hey, we're still around. Like, okay, this pandemic's going on, but we're still writing. We're still doing things. We're still trying to to go out and do things. Like right before the pandemic happened, we actually had uh, just left. (laughs) We were literally leaving Portland to do Bridge City Sessions. And man, those came out so good. Those guys, if you're looking for live video recordings, are the people to go. Yeah, I was checking that out, bro. Like, I saw that you did Borrowed Time, uh, Bridge City Sessions, just YouTube it. So tell me, how do you pick yourself off the ground when the world keeps holding you down? That came out great, dude, up in Portland, huh? Yeah. How was that experience? Yeah, man, it was, we went from here to Portland and back in like three days. Okay. How long is that drive? 15 hours? About, yeah, about 14 nonstop. Okay. That was a good guess. <laughs> so it was it was pretty wild. Okay. Getting up there was okay. It started to snow a little bit during the nighttime of when we were getting there, but we got to the hotel. Everything was fine. But coming back, we were literally, and I mean literally like 30 minutes from being trapped in a snowstorm oh, and shit. being just screwed. Like yeah. I have pictures of... um the snow that we were driving through and i'm just like wow how did we do that without crashing <laughs> wow crazy you guys have experiences yeah. on the road with snow huh even uh, with the blasting room i do That's now <laughs> yeah. yeah it's sketch i remember going to the grand canyon in my little ford ranger 15 years ago and driving in snow and yeah it can get sketchy for sure yeah we were in the 
for the transit too because we had to carry you know our equipment and stuff like that and we picked up some merch up there as well nice dude um yeah we got that all made and then they're like guess what everything's closed and i'm like ah ha 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 awesome (laughs) so bridge city sessions uh how is that man do you send them recordings of your songs before you go up there do you just walk right in and start playing do you get a couple practice runs how does that work so with them, you know, you just send them an email if you're looking to do some live stuff. It's uh, it's really cool. The guy, Nick Wilson, he's an awesome person, and I highly recommend him for not only doing that, but he did our merch as well, and it came out just fantastic. Cool. So he's the guy that you want to talk to. But everybody there is really awesome and really professional what they do. So you go in there, you know, get yourself ready real quick while they take the – while they test the mics and everything and make sure everything's good to go. And then you're able to play through your uh, the song twice. So nice. you do it twice, you go on to the next song. Twice, next song. Twice, next song. And at the end of everything, you choose between one of the two tracks. Like, okay, which one sounds the best? Which one do you want to use? And you go from there. Awesome. That's so cool. I was checking out their website, too. They seem like cool guys. Like, they oh, have a yeah. cool like, video tutorial. But um, yeah, for anyone down here in San Diego that's looking for a cool experience, uh, Bridge City Sessions. I was considering it. It's a bit of a trek up there, you know, to Portland, but... It is, but it's well worth it in, in my eyes, anyways. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Came out great. I hit a bad luck trick a couple years ago. Yeah, my future didn't look so bright. With a bottle in mind until the bitter end, will I had all but given up the fight. Yeah. You guys have a, a very strong YouTube presence, too, man. I have to commend you on that. I'm looking at Bones right now, 110,000 views, Amor, 73,000 views. Uh, so well done with that. How do you get your YouTube videos out there? Uh, just a lot of advertising, like with blogs and stuff like that, and ads help as well. A lot of bands should absolutely start investing uh, some of their budget to what they're doing in advertisements, as far as if it's Facebook or if it's YouTube, because it helps out a lot. Sure. And especially if it resonates with somebody, they're going to tell their friends, hey, you got to check this out. Like, this is awesome. This was an ad, but I loved it. And we get comments all the time from people, even direct messages through Facebook saying, hey, I saw you guys on an ad and I checked out everything. When are you coming out here? It's awesome. And it's it's just something that I know a lot of people don't budget for because, trust me, I didn't do it before either. But it makes a huge difference. Absolutely, man. And you guys are all independently released, right? You do everything on your own, never with a label? Yeah. We've never been with a label. We've had interest from one or two, but we decided to stay. You know, it, we'll find someone who's definitely we want to work with. But for right now, we're, we're quite happy with the way that we've been doing things. Do you have Fat Records as a, a goal? I mean, you certainly have that sound. I think everybody does, right? Stupid question. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> we, we played, we did some... Um, Oh, it was an improv night, and someone reached out to us and to go play over there. And El Jefe was there, actually. That was pretty cool. Where was that at? Was uh, That was in Hollywood. Oh, cool. Okay. As the Scene Kids or something like that. Uh, scene Kids oh, cool. Playhouse, I think. But it was really fun. I had a lot of fun. But he was a cool guy, and you know, hit him up, gave him an album, and gave him a card. But, you know, it, just a... It's just an attempt. We're not trying to shove it down someone's throat. If they want to listen to us and they want to have us on, you know, we'll be there. But at the same time, if they don't, it's not going to be the end of the world for us. Yeah, you guys are definitely in the right city, I would say. Yeah, there have been a couple record labels. Um, You know, Red Scare Industries uh, is a really good one. 
uh, Wiretap. I love Wiretap records. I they are so awesome. Um, and then, like you said, obviously the bigger ones like Fat or Epitaph or something. But I mean, right. I'm not going to be able to just jump right in. We'd love to jump right in there, but <laughs> yeah. I'll take the baby steps. That's a okay with me. You guys formed in uh, 2013. Are you all the same members? Uh, well, me and Mike were 20. I think we started yeah we started in 2012 like in november okay. so 2013 like i think november as well is when joey came on board before that it was me mike and my friend uh ricky he okay. was just hanging out he filled in for us basically and then he had a freelance job in uh, i think sweden so he went to go take <laughs> care of that and we found joey and everything just went absolutely awesome from there <laughs> hell yeah so you guys have been together for a while man the three of you about uh, what six six seven years yeah it's been awesome man like i've always wanted to be in a band like since i was i don't know i think i picked up guitar at 12 or 13 and i always wanted to be in a band and that was the reason i'm originally from riverside so not too far yeah. but that was the reason i moved to la i was like i want to move out to la i want to find a band and it took six seven years to find these guys but I'm so happy that we're we're making music. You guys are tight, man. Uh, what were some of those bands you looked up to when you were 12, 13? During that time period, it was Blink-182, yeah. Lagwagon, Alkaline Trio, Midtown, Something Corporate, and Phantom Planet. I love Phantom Planet back then. Alkaline Trio. I was like, I was listening, and I was like, fuck, what is the band that I'm hearing here? And it was, yeah, it was Alkaline Trio. <laughs> Well, there's a couple things we're working on, too, where you can pick out, like, distinctively, like, wow, that sounds like an Alkaline Trio song, or wow, that sounds like an Against Me song. So I'm like, ah, we got to kind of switch these up so people aren't like, well, you're just ripping off other songs, you know? <laughs> it's, I play in, like, a, you know, punk rock, alternative rock band, and it's difficult, man. I mean, when you're, when you've got 12 bar chords to work with. And only so many melodies. It's uh, you have to. You really do have to do something unique to stand out. Whether it be, um, you may. It's vocal tone. A lot of it, I think, comes down to vocal tone and uh, maybe a different instrument you can throw in there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, those underlying instruments make a big difference. I never realized how much of a difference Jerry Finn's uh, organ oh, work in enema of the state was until oh, yeah. later on down the line you listen to it and you're like oh that's why this is so awesome like yeah I, it never clicked before yeah i can't wait for shows to start back up man i guess we're shooting for 2021 huh yeah hopefully <laughs> i mean if they figure something out where i've seen a couple things where they're like sectioning off areas where i oh, know They'll separate these like tables almost and people sit with their group in these tables and I don't know, it was really weird, but I saw that where you're kind of confined into like a little square and you know, you can only be with your own group. It's like Yeah. I get that. I mean, I guess that's a way to get by. Same with these uh, drive-in concerts that you're seeing a lot, you know, but... Yeah, I mean, music and shows are basically the only thing I do besides work, so I've just been going crazy, because I would go to shows at bare minimum once a month, and yeah. it's been since March. Like, right before all of this happened, I was supposed to go see Off With Their Heads, and then, like, five days later, the Bad Religion Alkaline Trio show at the Palladium. And oh, that. damn, that would have been sick. Yeah, I'm... So mad. And Derek Grant was finally coming back, too. <laughs> wow. Of course. Yeah, we had tickets to see the Green Day Fallout Boy Weezer show at Peco oh, Park. Yeah. That would have been in July. So, 
Yeah, a, a truly shitty year. I mean, everyone's trying to stay optimistic, but uh, especially for live music and the venues, like you mentioned, it's it's rough, dude. But, you know, we've said it quite a few times. It gives us, you know, a new appreciation for what we do and for for live music. Absolutely. And, I mean, the good thing, too, is there's a lot of music being written by a lot of different bands. So you take what you can, I guess. No, for sure, dude. What are some bands up there that you'd recommend for uh, anyone down here in San Diego listening? Well, our friends in Crash Overcast actually released an album this year, and it was just awesome. I love those guys. There's a lot of fun to play with. They're super cool dudes, and their new album, uh, it just it's awesome. You will, nice. you got to check it out. Crash Overcast. Insert them now. What I want, what I'm supposed to do. Another one of the bands, they're, they're bigger now, uh, but Spanish Love Songs is up from Los Angeles. They recently signed to Pure Noise Records. Nice. Um, they're super cool. I like them a lot. Spanish Love Songs, insert them now. Yeah, their album, uh, Brave Faces Everyone, came out this year. And it's between that and uh, Brian Fallon's Local Honey from my favorite album of the year so far. Nice, man. Number three, who makes the top three for State Line Syndicate? We're going to go with our friends over in uh, in Enemy Proof. Their drummer, Alex, he used to be in a band. They still might be playing. I'm not sure. Um in a band, the Krylons, but he plays in both of them. And he's just a super cool dude. He's always helped us out. And I dig their music. It's just good, fun, punk rock. Hell yeah, man. Enemy proof. Insert them now. Pretty supportive music scene up there in LA for the most part. Hey, once you get into that <laughs> circle, yeah, it, it it takes a while. It's just the problem in L.A. that we've noticed is just there's so much to do out here that people just have so many options of going to right. one of multiple shows or, I don't know, you have to be, you have to get on a really good show. Like, we've had some yeah. shows where, okay, we get good turnouts, but, like, we played at the Viper Room with the Queers and the Ataris wow. a while cool. back, and that was sold out, and that was packed that was probably the best show we've ever played that's rad dude when i think of la i always think of sunset strip you know that's just me being a san diegan you know but like are is the viper room and the whiskey are those still like sick venues up there or those more oh yeah yeah cool yeah we've played both of those the the viper room was where we played with the queers and the ataris it was good times we played with a lot of good bands there and we played at the at the whiskey numerous times as well with a bunch of other bands and everybody there is awesome like i love those venues the sound at both of them is really really good how did you get on the atari show was that the venue that hit you up uh no we had a friend on facebook that was doing the booking and we hit him up like hey yeah we'd love to jump on he's like cool you're on (laughs) that's literally all it took (laughs) 
Very cool. Yeah, we had the pleasure of uh, playing with them at a, a venue down here. It was a Sunday night, and it definitely wasn't sold out um, down here at Brick by Brick. But uh, Chris Rowe, just total legend, dude, and really cool guy. I got oh, to yeah. chat with him for a little bit, and then the guys there in their in their van, and uh, he kills it, dude, playing his guitar upside down and shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, Chris is awesome. We played with them four four times, and he's just he's always awesome. He's a very cool dude. He is, yeah. I I think he went off on his drummer and it went viral, right? And then he kind of got the reputation of being maybe like an a-hole. But um, And I heard that from a few people. But then I met him and talked to him, and he was a total sweetheart, dude. Yeah, I mean, we never know what's going on. Too. Right. There's a lot of pressure totally. is, as far as like the DIY music scene. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're on a label right now, but Chris keeps going man like he does a lot of live streams yep. he does a lot of solo stuff he takes the band out and i'm pretty sure he does all of that yeah so it's a it's a lot of pressure and stress and i get it sometimes you blow up and you don't mean to but right it's it's rough Some, <laughs> sometimes drummers fucking deserve it too dude i mean let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> He fucking went off though. You've probably seen that video, right? Where where Chris yeah, like throws video. shit, throws shit at his drummer and like storms off the stage. And it's like, dude, anyone can have an off night like that. I, I totally yeah. uh, understand. But it. I'm like you, man. It tripped me out because I'm like, nah, that's not the Chris I know. Like, no, nah, he was the really Chris cool. I know is just the dude. <laughs> yeah, he was real social, and he we were chatting at the merch table and uh yeah no he was totally cool and yeah he he goes live dude you know you got to follow uh chris rowe on insta he's constantly going live and of course he puts his venmo up there which is brilliant you know i don't blame him yeah i feel for fucking full-time musicians dude like oh yeah yeah you know, bigger bands even are, are you know they're they're hurting dude lag wagon yep they're sitting at home right now not playing shows you know that's their business i mean that's how they make their money man and if you don't have any money coming in i don't care how rich you are you got to have money coming in like all the time and we all know streams don't get you that much right i know especially when they have to deal with how much the label cuts out too yeah, I don't even know specifics on that. But yeah, you make a good point. Uh, you know, they're not hitting the road right now. They're not making anything off merch or shows. Um, I've seen a lot of bands starting to either re-release old merch or yeah. creating new stuff. So, I mean, there's something out there. Just got to be yeah. able to to find it. And I mean, at the same time, the fans have to have the money too. Because I know they're not. a lot of people are not just not working right now. Right. Crazy times. 2020. Unreal. Yeah. What's a good slogan for 2020? 2020, never again. <laughs> 2020, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> 2020, unreal. Oh, unreal. Yeah, it started off so good, too, man. You mentioned House of Blues. We played, uh, our last show was House of Blues uh, San Diego in January. And then shortly after that, shit hit the fan. Yeah. When was your last show? Our last show was in February in Santa Ana. Okay. At a small independent venue. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a small room, but it had a lot of uh, good sound in it. It was a really good crowd. We had a lot of fun at that show. Do you know OC Sellout? No. You I... haven't hooked up with them? Okay. Reach out no. to OC Sellout, man. I'll, I'll tag them in this episode, too. Just the super uh, huge local music supporter up there in Orange County. And um, he would okay, fucking cool. love you guys, dude. He would absolutely love you guys. I have to link you guys up for sure. His name's Chris. Awesome, man. That'd be great. Did I miss anything? You got your new single out when we were young? 
did mean we mentioned the Bridge City Sessions. I wanted to make sure we did that, too. We're working on new music. I've finished lyrics for a couple songs, and cool. hopefully we can score some time at the Blasting Room in the near future and get it released, because we, yeah. we wanted to get out there and start playing, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Everyone's itching. Everyone's itching to get out there and play, and uh, hopefully fans just storm the venues when we open back up you know hopefully oh that's what i'm hoping too man i'm hoping local music and smaller venues just get just get as many people coming out to every show like not even just for us like i want everybody to have packed venues once this is all over a giant covid fest yeah We're going to do a quick dream segment with you, all right, Mike? And then I'll let you go, brother. Sounds good. If you could tour with any band, who would you pick? The Gaslight Anthem. There you go. All right. I'll have to start listening uh, to them a little bit more, man. I haven't gotten too into them. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've, they've broken up, but yeah. they're my favorite band. Like the, My favorite active band is the Menzingers, which would be the second for uh but if I could choose, it'd be Gaslight Anthem for sure. Cool. If you won the lottery tomorrow, what's the first thing you'd buy? A house. <laughs> Fucking A. There you go. Up up there in LA? You want to stay in LA for a while? I mean, if I win the lottery, sure. <laughs> up in the up in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, exactly. Depends on how much how much I won. I'd go to Malibu and be one of those ballers. There you go. You know Joe Rogan is uh moving out of LA. He's moving to Texas. Yeah, a lot of people are moving to Texas. I've been looking around at other areas, too, but Texas isn't... Uh, that's too hot. I'm not about it. Yeah, I hear the weather out there is a little crazy. I mean, I understand getting having more space, you know, um, larger yeah. larger properties, a ranch. You know, if I was a baller, I'd probably want, like, 20 acres. Oh, yeah. If and when you perform on Saturday Night Live, who would host and what two songs would you play? So what do you feel like your two singles are? And then just for fun, who would host? The best definition of the band, I think, is probably Bones and Borrowed Time. Bones? And Borrowed Time. Yeah, Borrowed Time's fucking great. Good video, too. Oh, thanks, man. That was a lot of fun to make. I would say when we were young. Honestly, I would say when we were young and Borrowed Time, just from the amount I've been listening. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's neck and neck. I mean, the song, the new songs that we're coming out with is we're just trying to make sure we jump it to the next level, you know? So we're hoping every time we release something new, it's like, okay, I thought this one was good, but now I'll, this one is even better. I really like the breakdown in When We Were Young, The Chance. Hey! Hey! So before that, the the little bridge before that, I was trying to get somebody on there to sing part of those uh, lyrics, like shouting back and forth, and it didn't work out, so I just did them myself. But yeah, I mean, I really like how the song came out for sure. Was that just the three of you in those group vocals? Us and then Andrew as well. Okay, four. And then he probably... Yeah, copied and pasted that maybe 20 times. <laughs> oh, we, we recorded it multiple times, so we used different uh, different tones in our voice, you know? Cool, dude. And who would host? Maybe a favorite celebrity or... I'd be okay with Shaq. I think he'd be really fun. 
Yes. Period. P-U-R-E-U-D, period. Moving on here with Dream. Dream in here. If you could bring a musician back from the dead for one final concert, who would it be? Maybe a little no use, huh? Tony Sly? I was actually going to say that. Were yeah. you? Honorable mention? Yeah. For sure. I know. I, never I was s- thinking it's either between Tony Sly or, uh, oh, Glenn Frey from the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To actually see the Eagles line up all together. That's, yeah. Those are the two bands that I never got to see full lineups of. Uh, yeah. So. I saw the Eagles uh, a couple years ago. I got him for free. It's a funny story. Um, and yeah, Glenn Fry wasn't there, but his son played in his place i believe yeah i think his son is still playing like in his place but if i could get him to come in for the original lineup because the eagles are one of my favorite bands of all time i don't give a shit what anybody says oh dude (laughs) how could you hate on the eagles just that is what i'm saying legendary songwriting i mean i don't give a fuck what genre you're into like they, they could just write a song yes i mean same with the beatles same with the beatles oh yeah for sure yeah cool good shout out glenn fry Moving on the other end of the spectrum, if you could wave a magic wand and make one band never exist, who would it be? And we retired Nickelback, and we retired Imagine Dragons. Trapped. <laughs> Trapped. Trapped. <laughs> Headstrong, I'll take you on. I right? never, ever liked that song, even when I first heard it. And now that Chris Taylor Brown has come out as being such an asshole, I hate it even more. Uh-oh, Chris Brown, is that the singer? Yeah, oh man, you haven't seen any of that? Uh-oh, let's hear about it. What you happened? You need to get on, I, there's not enough time. We literally do not have enough time for the type of meltdowns that this man has. You need to get on Twitter and go on the Trapped page and you will see. Really? Okay. And for those uh, listening, yeah, check out Trapped on Twitter. Is it political shit or what? Oh yeah, and a lot of name calling and... uh Telling you that you're an idiot, basically. Okay. There's a lot of that these days. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. But if there was one that I could get rid of... Normally, I probably... I don't know if I would answer the question, to be honest with you. Because I think here, yeah, everybody has their own right. But fuck right. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's blow away Trapped now. Back off, take you on. Yeah, that band was always like middle ground to me. Like like sellout rock i would call it or something yeah, you know what I, I mean it was more like bro rock like i grew up in the inland empire so it was all the raised trucks and dirt bikes that <laughs> love traps so that was enough for me i'm like yeah i'm good guys <laughs> you uh and props to you for coming up with a band right away dude it's usually like um um <laughs> well i don't want to hate on bands but uh let me think about this oh no normally that would be me too I, I, and i get that not about oh. hating on them but man it, this is the exception to the rule. I will take that to my grave. Well, now I want to see all his fucking posts. <laughs> Chris Brown is his name? Chris Taylor Brown, I believe, is what it is. But it's it's under the trapped page. Like, all just right. The actual trap page. Like, he takes his band page and politicizes everything. Uh, and it's I, I don't understand it. I am instantly going to check out all of their posts as soon as I get, the, get off the phone with you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Browns. Dude, what is going on with Chris Browns in this world? Just all douchebags. <laughs> Anyways. I feel bad for, for, for the ones who aren't. <laughs> Good answer, dude. Uh, last question. Where would you like to be in five years, dude, with State Line Syndicate? I mean, ideally, be on the road. There you go. I just want to play. I want to go on tour. It doesn't even need to be. I don't need to be Green Day or Blink status. I'm 
perfectly happy being at a lag wagon or teenage bottle rocket type where we play smaller shows, but everybody has a damn good time when they play. Have you guys toured? We've done short things. We haven't really gone out and done like a big one, but that's what we were gearing up to do before all this happened. Like we wanted to get out and do like five days or four days on the road, but we will figure it out. It's just a matter of getting there. I wish you the best. The name state line syndicate. Uh, what's any backstory behind that? So I know syndicate actually often, uh, I always think of radio when I think of syndicate, you know, syndication. Yeah, I originally had thought that too, but I mean, also syndicate, people think of crime syndicates. When I actually looked up, you know, the definition of a syndicate, it's a group of people who work together in order to achieve a common goal. Okay. And for us, that's traveling the state lines to achieve the common goal of spreading music. So it's state line syndicate. Right on, dude. Makeshift Mike. I think you go by Mike G too, right? You mentioned? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, whichever. I'm not picky about it. People can call me basically what they want. <laughs> I wish you the, the very best, man. You got a, a fan of me for sure. Um, I had heard your name uh, being active down here in the San Diego scene, but I, I really dove into your library and your deep cuts here uh, recently within the last couple of weeks. And 100% uh, a fan, dude. Really, really great uh, pop punk rock. Great songs. Great tone. I love Three Pieces. Three pieces hold a very special place in my heart. So uh, I wish you guys the very best, man. I, I look forward to meeting you in person. Yeah, man, that'd be great. I mean, once this is all over with, maybe we can come down and do another one with, I know you do some live stuff every once in a while, though. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, so that's our thing, dude, Palapalooza. I have a palapa in my backyard, and we usually have musicians come over and jam and usually go acoustic. Um, but ever since COVID, I've just been doing these phone interviews and it's not the same, dude. It really isn't, but at least it's something it's you know, material. Uh, it, it keeps material out there and I've been able to hook up with bands like POD and, uh, Sprung Monkey and Unwritten Law. So in that regard, it's cool. Um, and, and cool guys, you know, locals like yourself. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to have you down, man. That'd be rad have you under the palapa yeah we'd love to to come down and do some acoustic stuff for you we got we do some acoustic renditions of our songs that come out pretty sweet what i'll do is i'll include your new single when we were young at the end of this episode and i'll play that in its uh, entirety and um we'll link up when <laughs> COVID is gone dude yeah or at least when things are starting to look a little safer absolutely brother well cool mike dude all the best to you brother keep it up you too man thank you so much for having me
two, three, four. Palapalooza, Palapalooza, we're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza.